Are you a decisive artist or a professional dabbler? I'm going to tell you the difference today here on 5-Minute Mentoring. Have you ever wanted to have someone in your life who you could ask real questions about your art, your business, and even your walk with the Lord? Well, that's exactly what we do every Friday here on 5-Minute Mentoring, where I answer one question from one of my awesome podcast listeners in order to help you start really thriving as the artist you know God created you to be. Hey, my friend, listen, I'm not trying to make anybody mad today, not trying to offend anybody, but I want to dive into a subject that I get asked questions a lot about. One of the big questions I get all the time in the mentoring program here on the podcast is, man, what do I do? You're talking about succeeding as an artist and developing your unique voice and all this kind of stuff, but I love to do so many things. I love to paint and draw and dance and music. I just don't know what to do. How do I bring it all together? And that is a, a something that faces a lot of artists. A lot of us are, are polymath artists. We love to do lots and lots of different things. And so I want to say this as a caveat as we begin. No matter where you are on this spectrum, all right, whether a dabbler or a decisive artist, God loves you. He wants to use you. You can do whatever you want to do, all right? But if you are wanting to move into your art in the marketplace, and have success in any kind of measure uh, in the marketplace, you're going to have to move from being a professional dabbler into being a decisive artist. Now, what does that mean? Well, a dabbler is what we all start out as, right? Which is we all love experimenting. We all love trying new things. When I think about a dabbler, I think of many different techniques and mediums and, and materials and that sort of thing. Every time you see a clash, you're like, oh, I love I love that. I want to try this out. Oh, I want to go to that conference and try this. Oh, this looks so much fun. You're always spending $300, $500, $1,000 on a new set of new materials because you're like, this is the thing. I know this is going to be great. And you're just constantly going from one thing to another. And you have an art room, garage, closet full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that you tried maybe one, two, three times or one or two, three months, and then you let it go because the new shiny thing came along and you have you know started to, to pursue that. Because of that, you've kind of got low to medium average skills, if you will, in a lot of different areas. You may have had a ton of fun in that, but you've not really had time to develop any sort of measurable uniqueness, voice in that. Your skills are kind of low to medium, maybe average. And you're always kind of in the emulation and, and experimentation phase uh, of life, you know, kind of seeing an artist and going, oh, I bet I could do that. Or I want to try that. Or this would seem so much fun. And you're just constantly in this cycle. All right. You're constantly in what people talk about, you know, is, is the, the artist's uh, personality of just kind of being flighty and kind of being fun. Now, listen, I'm not making light of that. There are a lot of people who have a lot of fun, who have a lot of connection with the Lord operating like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you wanted to live the rest of your life in that place, dabbling and having fun and creatively expressing yourself in a ton of different ways, I am the last person to tell you not to do that. But, the big but, <laughs> but if you are wanting to move into having your art be the vehicle for a faithful income stream to be developed for you to begin to make some money on a regular basis, supplement your income, have a bigger impact, have your work 
really develop, have that maybe be the the bridge through which you can quit that part-time or or full-time job and transition into your art full-time, you absolutely have to move away from being a dabbler into being what I would call a decisive artist. What does that mean? Well, it means that you make a choice, that you begin to choose what is it that you're focusing on creatively in this season. And also, as you begin to do that, what are the things that you already have masterful competency or are very close to developing masterful competency in to the point where you can begin to use that competency and use those skills in developing art that is marketable? Thirdly, does that art have the potential to be unique enough and special enough in the marketplace that it will be desirable and desirable enough for people to actually pay for it. Those decisions that you make along the way make you that decisive artist. And artists who refuse to do that or continue to stay in that place of frustration and overwhelm and, and bouncing from thing to thing to thing, when in reality, if you would just choose a medium... <laughs> If you would just choose some techniques and some materials and begin to move in that direction in a focused way, six months, a year, two years, give it some focus, give it some time to develop, give your voice some time to emerge, you would see amazing results. But it's it's just like an athlete. If you've got an athlete that's just starting out and they're trying a little bit of football, a little bit of soccer, and a little bit of baseball, a little bit of basketball, they may be pretty average at any of them. But who are the athletes that make it? They're the ones that are out there every day shooting the baskets. They're the ones that, that are waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're dribbling the ball. They're doing the th- free throws. They're watching the replays. They're listening to the coaches. They're hanging out with their team. They're there early. They're there late. What are they doing? They're making decisions to put first things first. They're not dabbling in everything else. Doesn't mean that they don't have hobbies. Doesn't mean that for me as, as an artist who's been primarily a basket maker doesn't mean that I still don't love doing music. Doesn't mean that I, I still don't paint on the side. Doesn't mean that I don't, I don't write some, but I've focused my artistic uh, energies, if you will, for the last, you know, 15 years or so on my basketry and it's paid off huge. And I see that same thing happen for artists all the time in our mentoring program who, when they'll make the tough choice sometimes to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is it in this season of life? What is the primary thing that you've called me to creatively? And how can I begin to give myself to that? It will make all the difference and it will be an accelerator for you in your journey, especially if you want to take it into the marketplace and begin to develop that regular stream of cash flow and regular stream of income in your life so that you can do what God's called you to do, all right? Spend more time, energy, freedom, all that in doing everything that he's designed you for, all right? My friend, I hope that uh, this hadn't made you mad. <laughs> I hope that it is is it encouraged you. I hope that it's challenged you to think, hey, where am I on that spectrum? Am I a dabbler? Am I a decisive artist? Am I somewhere in the middle? Just realize the ramifications of the decisions that you take. And um, as, as the the um what was that movie uh Indiana Jones and and the Last Crusade remember the old guy in the in the cave he said choose wisely i'm in cho- i'm encouraging you today my friend choose wisely 
what you do because what you choose will definitely have consequences and definitely produce fruit in your life. All right. Love you, friend. Thanks for being here with me every time we do five-minute mentoring. And remember, till next time, you were created to thrive. Bye. Hey, my friend. Listen, I'm really excited to let you know about a special opportunity that we've not done in a long time. And it's something that I'm super excited about. It's called the Unlocking the Heart of the Artist Conference. You know, when I first wrote Unlocking the Heart of the Artist, it resonated with artists around the world because so many of us were dealing with uh, what I now call subconscious obstructions, these things that get lodged inside of our heart that become a barrier or a roadblock to us walking in everything that God has for us as, as artists and as kingdom people. And unless we are able to uh, cooperate with the Holy Spirit in a real intentional way and allow him to heal those parts of us, we walk in uh, places that God never intended us for walk. We walk in struggles that God had never intended us to walk in, and we never experience the victory and the breakthrough that Jesus designed for us when he died on the cross and promised us that we live an abundant life. And so the Unlocking the Heart of the Artist Conference is an opportunity to pull away and intentionally work through these issues in the context of a loving, safe Christian community with other artists and leaders who are on the same path to healing and wholeness that you are, who want to walk into everything that God has for them in the kingdom and walk out of all the things that have held them bound. If you've known me for very long, you know that healing the hearts of artists is really my passion. It's at the core of everything we're about and all the things that we do at our conferences and, and mentoring program and, and, and all the things that we're about. But this weekend in particular, if I could describe it in one word, I would say experiential. This is not going to be a typical talking heads conference. This is going to be an opportunity for you to hear incredibly anointed teaching that becomes a roadmap for you to do work right inside the conference, not only with between you and the Lord, but also with you and other folks that are around uh, tables that you can have meaningful discussions with, in addition to experiential opportunities to actually use art as a processing methodology uh, to be able to, to process the things that God's uh, speaking to you, the things that you're letting go, the things that you're planting uh, in your heart. I'm also super excited to be welcoming uh, my friend Mark DeJesus, as well as my friend Dr. Darlene Mayo and others who will be with us to help facilitate uh, these healing encounters with the Lord. I'm going to be leading worship with some of my friends as well as teaching. It's going to be an experiential encounter with each other and with the Holy Spirit, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen, all the details are right here below at the link. You can just click that, find out when registration opens, uh, which is really soon, as well as uh, all the details about uh, the conference. Little bit of a note, uh, this is going to be not a weekend conference. It's actually going to be a Tuesday night, all day Wednesday, and Thursday through lunch. Don't freak out. That's why God made vacation time. And so we're giving you plenty of time to go ahead and plan that out so that you can get babysitters, get off work, make travel plans, all the things you need to do to make it a priority to be here for the Unlocking the Heart of the Artist Conference. I love you, my friend. If God's pulling on your heart, tugging on your heart right now to say you need to be there, do everything you can to be with us and join us for Unlocking the Heart of the Artist coming up in November 2022. All right. See you then. Bye.